Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. All right, so if you go to sleep, I'm throwing a rock at you this morning, so I'm just giving you, those of you that stayed up late to watch the game, if you go to sleep, I'm throwing rocks this morning, amen? Not really, not really. We're talking about money laundering. We said last week that uh, we get wrapped up in our money, so let me get wrapped up in my money this morning. Makes me feel like I'm back in Israel where everybody's wearing prayer shawls. I don't think this would qualify as a prayer shawl. (laughs) But uh, uh, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I find most frustrating in life is uh, when I approach a machine that's supposed to work, and when I get there, it doesn't. For instance, a Coke machine, not that I like Coke, just that a a drink machine. Let's put it that way. A drink machine, a snack machine, an ice machine, a cash register, an ATM machine. Doesn't matter. All I know is when I approach it and it's supposed to work and it doesn't work, I get frustrated. It doesn't even matter if someone got there before me and realized it didn't work and put an out of order sign on it. It still frustrates me when it doesn't work the way it's supposed to be. It was promising in its appearance, right? It looked like it was going to work. It it, it looked like it would provide relief to my thirst. It looked like it would satisfy my hunger. It looked like it would make uh, the provision uh, available to me that I need, and, and yet it doesn't fulfill the promise that was attached to it because it was out of order. When something is out of order, it doesn't work properly, and it does not fulfill its purpose, and it can cannot operate according to its design. All right, so we're talking about being out of order. If you have attended here more than 30 seconds, you have heard me talk about order. We have established on multiple occasions that God always works in order. It begins in Genesis when he, does, when, he, when he starts creation. He didn't create a bird and then create a sky. He created a sky, then he created a bird. He did not create a fish and then say, oh, I messed up. I got to have some water for this fish. He got it right. He did things in order. It continues when the children of Israel uh, are marching. The Bible says they march in order by tribe. There was an established order by which they would go through their, their daily routines and they would march. Nobody decided, hey, on this day, I think I want to lead. And they would just go up to the front and start leading. There was an established order that they marched in. It penetrated their worship. We've talked about that. There was an established order of worship. Then it even begins to penetrate into the New Testament and we see that it carries over into the church so that now there is order in service. You can go read how services are supposed to be and what's in order and out of order and how it's supposed to be run, right? There's order. It carries over in how people are selected for leadership. There's an order that takes place. God is a God of order. Touch your neighbor and say he's a God of order. Come on, tell him just so that you remind him. So, so if order matters to God, as much, I'm telling you, if you, if you want an interesting Bible study, just go begin to look for order in Scripture. If order matters to God that much, that the entire book is filled with order, then it should matter to us and it should grab our attention to make sure that we recognize that if we are out of order, we will not be blessed. 
That was worth the price of admission right there and you missed it. If we are out of order, we will not be blessed because I know a whole lot of folks that are out of order that want to, okay, never mind. So, so I want to submit to you that this morning that is what is true for a Coke machine or a drink machine or a snack machine or an ATM machine or a cash machine is also true when it comes to our provision and our resources and our money. Okay, so here we go. When it is out of order, it doesn't work properly. I'm, okay, I didn't expect to get a whole lot of amen. So, so I think too far, far too often what we do is we don't get the order right in our finances. And then this is what happens. We begin to hope against hope. We begin to even pray. We begin to seek God and say, God, can you help me? Can you bless me? Can you turn this around? And, 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 and then all of a sudden, we're, although we're out of order and we're believing for it, what we discover is that we find ourselves in dire straits and we don't understand why. And we begin to blame God when the truth is, is that we're foolishly expecting the results that only come from operating in order. So let's talk about this because see, here's my, here's my plan. I need y'all to understand. I have a plan. There is a hidden agenda in this whole series. And I know what some of you think it is. Some of you think that the hidden agenda in this whole series is to get the church more money. Come on now. Don't look at me like that. I know, I know. Some of y'all even talked about it on the way home. Like he's preaching about money because he wants the church to get more money. Can I tell you the real hidden agenda here? I want you to be blessed. I don't have to worry about the church getting more money. The lights are on. The heat is on, kind of. I mean, it's on good enough for me. I don't know if it's going good enough for you, but it's on. The bills are paid. It's not like we're coming down to about to close the doors. None of that. We are in good shape. This church, can I just tell you, some of you don't care, but I'm going to tell those of you that do, we, we are in good shape. We handle your, the resources that come through our church very frugally. There's not a lot of fluff there. We don't just waste it. We're, we're good stewards of it. You can see the books if you want to. We don't care. Open books. That is not the hidden agenda of this message or this series. The hidden agenda is this. I want you to be blessed. I'm not trying to get something from you. I'm trying to get something to you because I would much rather see you blessed. I, I, it's more enjoyable in my life to walk around knowing that the people that attend Passion are blessed rather than cursed. I don't set up at my house and go, oh, I like the fact that they're cursed. I, I like to see them struggle. I like to see them not be able to pay their bills. I, I like seeing them not being able to just barely scrape out. Ooh, that makes me feel good. What in the world, man? I want you to be blessed. Blessed, abundantly blessed. More than you've ever thought or dreamed of. So, so in order for that to happen, then we got to understand two basic truths. All right? This is just, this ought to be kindergarten teaching, but we're going to hit it again until we get it. Because not all of you have got it. The first thing I want to tell you this morning is this. Order dictates outcome. I'm going to say that again. Order dictates outcome. So, let me break it down. Right order is blessed. Wrong order is cursed. Okay, y'all looking at me. So if you don't believe that, I'm just going to give you a couple of examples. If you don't believe that, go build a house and then draw the blueprints. If you don't believe that order is blessed and, and out of order is cursed, go build a house and then go to the city and ask for permits. And see what happens. 
If you don't believe that order is best and that out of order is cursed, well, I want you to do me a favor this, on Monday, this coming Monday, I want you to just go to some car dealership, ask to borrow the keys to the car, and just drive it home. And then about three weeks later, walk back into the same dealership and try to work out payment plans. See if they don't come to your house before then. Yeah, if you don't think that order is blessed and out of order is cursed, then do this. I, I want you to go to the bank first thing Monday morning, not your bank, just a bank, and make a withdrawal before you've ever made a deposit. Wear a mask while you do it because that's the only way you're going to get it. But there are results. Order dictates outcome. Uh, if you don't believe that, go to a garden. I know some of y'all are not gardeners, but go to a garden and try to reap a harvest before you ever sow any seed. Order dictates outcome. And when you do things out of order, the results change according to the order. Only, only dictated by the order. Okay. So we, we should have learned that in grade school. Let me, let me help you out. When you, went, when you were getting ready to go to grade school, y'all remember we all, back then the schools weren't so crowded, so we all had our own locker. Like, and one of the highlights was I get my own locker and then either your parents or the school would issue a, a device from the devil called a combination lock. <laughs> and you had to memorize three numbers, you know, whatever, whatever the numbers were. Some of you still remember them, but whatever the numbers were. But, but just knowing the numbers would not open the lock. You had to know the order. Right? Two turns to the left, one turn to the right, straight back left to the last number, right? And if you, you could get the right numbers all day long, if you didn't put them in in the right order and get the right number of spins, it would not work because order dictates access, unlocking, outcome. So, so there is an intended outcome attached to all the resources that God sends your way, there is an intended outcome. What is it? Vacation? Is it a retirement plan? No. You're in the intended outcome of all the resources that God sends to you is this. Blessing. He's trying to bless you. God wants to bless the resources that he entrusts us with so that we, they will go further and accomplish more than we ever imagined. However... The order that we handle them in dictates the outcome. It determines, listen to this, whether it is blessed or cursed or whether it is clean or dirty. You, you participate in money laundering by how you, the, the order in which you handle the resources. Okay, I know this is elementary, but y'all just wait because I'm going to mess with you here in just a minute. See, God makes the order clear. I want, you, I want us to look at that, this, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. The order is established very early on in Scripture. It's established in the Old Testament, and it is carried on into the New Testament. I'm not going to move. I'm, listen, if you want to come and talk to me and say it doesn't carry over into the New Testament, I dare you. Okay, because I can prove it does. But I want to show you the beginning so you understand how important this stuff is. So very early on, Moses instructing the children of Israel starts talking about the order very early. So let me, let me, 
I want you to see the revelation by what he calls them. Are you ready? Exodus chapter 22, verse 29. You shall not delay to offer from the full. He mentions this, this, uh, this term over 13 times in the first five books of the Bible. You shall not delay to offer from the fullness of your harvest and from the outflow of your presses. The firstborn of your sons you shall give to me. Now I want to stop right there because uh, in this passage he talks about firstborn. It's intriguing to me that Christians will offer their children to God but not their checkbooks. Okay, I just threw that in there. All right, so... um, so the firstborn, so he starts it right there, then he continues it in Exodus chapter 34 verse 26, he says, the best of the first fruits of your, of your ground you shall bring to the house of the Lord your God. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 10, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land that I give you and reap its harvest, anybody reaped a harvest here in the land? Sure you have. You're living better than 99% of the world. Right now, when you come into the land that I give you and reap its harvest, you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord so that you may be accepted. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 4. The first fruits of your grain, of, of your wine, and of your oil, and the first fleece of your sheep you shall give him. Second Chronicles chapter 31, verse 5. As soon as the command was spread abroad, the people of Israel gave in abundance the first fruits of grain, wine, oil, honey, and all the produce of the field and they brought in abundantly and here the term changes the tithe he says they brought the first fruit then he switches it and says they brought the tithe of everything Solomon continues and this is on the screen for you because I think it says it the most succinctly and straight to the point Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 and 10 honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine can't get any blunter than that and then Ezekiel agrees in Ezekiel chapter 44 verse 30 he says the first of all first fruits of every kind and of every contribution of every kind from all your contributions shall be for the priest you shall also give to the priest the first of your dough different double entendre there on my part uh, the first of your dough to cause a blessing to rest on your house so the name that Moses established and is carried all the way through the Old Testament is a term is this term, first fruits. First fruits. We saw once where it begins to be called the tithe. In the New Testament, it's called the tithe. But Moses calls it first fruits. Interesting. You got to remember that Moses has now established and revealed that the promise of, of dictated outcome is attached. To order. Okay, it's quiet up in here. Okay, so the Hebrew word for first fruits, and I'm going to butcher it, is this. Bekurim. That's the Hebrew word. It means, literally translated, promise to come. So in other words, God is telling them that if they brought their first fruits to him, that he would bless all that came afterwards. They understood that there was a promise connected to the order, not the amount, although there is an amount. It wasn't about the amount, 
It was about the order. So in other words, what we now call the tithe, which, uh, I mean, this is basic stuff, but I'm hoping, I know some of y'all never heard some of this stuff. We call it the tithe. When we get ready to end the service, Pastor Andrew's going to come up and the ushers are come down with our fancy little buckets and they're going to, he's going to say, we're going to wait on you for your morning tithes and offerings. We call it tithe. Do you know what tithe means? One-tenth. That's literally what it means. One-tenth. When we present the one-tenth to God in the right order, he declares, not, not us, not Andrew, not the board, nobody, no. God declares that when we present the first one-tenth of our income, our first fruits, that the, the other 90% is washed clean, redeemed by what we did with our first fruits. Okay, so... Giving our first fruits reminds us that God is our ultimate priority. It shows us that we are, shows God that we are obedient to Him and that we can be trusted with more. I don't know about you as a parent, but if I can't trust my kid with the, what I've already given them, why would I give them more? Okay, I'm going to get off that because y'all didn't like that at all. Okay, so, so God commanded that the tithe be given first. 10% is the amount, not the order. And some of us get the amount right, but we miss the order. Okay. And if you miss the order, newsflash, you're out of order. And if you're out of order, it doesn't work right. Okay, so the second thing is this. Not only does order dictate outcome, order reveals importance. Order reveals importance. So by that, then what I can say is that some of you, I know, you think that OG&E and ONG and your landlord is more important than God. I'm just, come on now, we're just having family discussions. There ain't nobody, it's just us. I'm just, I'm just laying it out here for us. By the, our order, by the way we handle the resources, the order that we handle the resources in our life with reveals what we think is important. Okay. Um, the blessing is commanded only when it's done in order. Okay, I'm going to read you the, 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 the blessing here in a minute. But I, I just, I'm trying to help you here. The blessing is only commanded. Only. Well, I don't like what the, the, the command is. doesn't matter what you like. Your opinion is not appreciated here. God has an order that he has set. We don't get to argue with him about it at all. God is not very good at negotiations. <clears throat> well, he is. He's great at negotiations. He always wins. And he, the way he negotiates is like this. I said it. You do it. You think I'm black and white, you ought to meet God. His way, it's always His way. And He sets the order, and He says there's a commanded blessing only when it's done in order. So, let, let, I'm going to get really deep. I want you to hold on, because some of y'all are going to have to really think about this statement right here. This is so profound. Hold on, this is going to blow your mind. Are you ready? Here it is. First is only first when it's first. I know. Let me just hesitate right there and let that soak in. That's so deep. So deep. But why then do we keep acting like first is first when it's sixth? 
oh, okay. Because if first is not first, then it's not first. And then if first is not first and it's not first, then what we are calling first that's not first, is, and it's no longer first, is then leftovers. It's leftovers. And you cannot call tithe first fruits if it's the last thing you pay. Well, I want to pay all my light bills, and I, I need to pay my car bill, and I need to pay my, I, I, I need to get my vacation paid for, and I got to get my kids shoes, and I, I, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a pet that needs some pet food, and, 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 and I, I, I'd like to get a new air freshener for my car, and, and about 19th on the list, if I have anything left over, then I will pay my tithes. Fine, you've got the amount right. The order is wrong, therefore order dictates outcome and order reveals importance and God goes, I come after dog food and air fresheners and tennis shoes and I appreciate your 10%. The only problem is I can't bless it because you gave it out of order. Okay. First means first. This is why, this is why I'm bringing this up. There are a lot of you, listen, uh, let me say it like this. We're part of a network of churches. There's 26 or 7 churches in the network that we're a part of now. Many of them, uh, not all of them, but many of them are much larger than us. Uh, there's a church in Virginia that runs over 1,000, one in Dixon, Tennessee, over 1,000, several that are four or 500. Can I tell you that the people in the network are always amazed by our level of giving? I'm just telling you straight up. So I told you transparently. For the size of congregation we have, you guys give incredibly, well, most of you give incredibly generously. So that's not the issue this morning. My concern is, is that some of you that are giving are not being blessed. You're giving the right amount. You're just giving it out of order. And you keep waiting around going, well, I'm doing what God said to do. I'm giving 10% of my income and I'm not seeing any blessing. And remember the hidden agenda. I want to see you blessed. So maybe the only thing that you need to tweak is the order. Get the order right. Order dictates outcome. I, I can make a guarantee to you that if you get the order right, plus the amount right, that the intended outcome will take place in your life. I can guarantee it. And we're going to get to that in a minute. It will happen. I'm living proof that it will happen. Many of you in this room are living proof. Some of you have literally begin, been giving faithfully for years. But you don't, you don't see the blessings that you thought you would see. Simply because you need to tweak the order. Okay. I want you to listen. Here's God's guarantee. I'm going to read it to you in black and white. In black and white. You're familiar with this passage of Scripture. I hope you're thinking in your own mind. I hope some of you right now are doing in your own mind. You're bill paying. Although I don't want you to see tithes as bills. It's not because in fact you're not paying God back anything. You're giving back to Him what He's already given to you. In fact the first 10% is not even yours. I can prove it to you. Okay here we go. Here we go. Malachi chapter 3 verses 8 through 12. Listen to, Listen. For God's guarantee. Powerful passage of scripture. Many of you know it. Will man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. That ought to scare us. But you say, how have we robbed you? In your tithes and contributions. You, okay, here you are. If you don't do first fruits in the right order. This is God speaking. He says, you are cursed 
with a curse. For you are robbing me. Oh man. Okay. The whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. And hereby put me to the test. It's the only place that I can find. That God says test him. Try him. Try him. Just go ahead. I, it's almost like God saying look I dare you. I, in fact, I double dog dare you. Try me in this. Try me in this. If you'll give, just try me. Says the Lord of hosts. If, he says, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you, once you get the order right, he says, I'll open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there's no more room or no more need. I will rebuke. I'm, man, this is the greatest part. This isn't even about money. I just like this. I like the fact that I will rebuke the devourer for you. I'd rather have God working for me than against me. He sees things coming I can't see. And when I do it in the right order, in the right set of, according to the instructions, he says that he goes to work on my behalf and begins to protect me. Okay, y'all don't have to like that. I kind of like that. He says, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fall, fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Then all nations will call you blessed. For you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. So he says, try me. Follow my instructions. Do exactly as I command you to do. Do it in the right pattern, in the right order. And you will find out that the order dictates outcome because the order reveals the importance in your life. There is a guarantee there. God is making a guarantee that if you will do what he says to do, he will bless you. There's a guarantee there. He says, try me. Put me to the test. See if I'm not telling the truth. Do it right. And I'll bless you. So maybe this morning you have the amount right, but you have the order wrong. Or if maybe you're already given 10, 10%, maybe all you need to do is tweak where it falls in the, in the order of importance. Make first is only first if it's first. And when we give it first, then it becomes, in, it gets in order and then we're blessed. So, God guarantees that in, in, that in order giving will result in blessings that we cannot contain. Okay, so, let me illustrate. Uh, Tar, you may be my microphone holder here in just about one second. Okay, I want you to watch this jar right here. Okay, nothing special about the jar. The jar it's just a jar. Come here, Tar, be my microphone holder. All right, I'm going to, and this is hot, I'm going to uh, fill this jar with these rocks, all right? And the goal is to get this jar full. Okay, big rocks. Okay, I don't think I can get any. So, let me get these out of the way. So, you can see I can't get any more. I could get it overflowing. But you do recognize, is this jar full? It's not. Okay, let's see if we can fill it up. Is this jar full? No. Now I'm not talking about right here. I'm talking about okay. <laughs> Y'all are hard to impress. Okay. 
All right, for all intents and purposes, is that full? Yes. All right. Please don't break. I'll shake you for it. All right, is that full? No. Okay. Slowly. Okay, we don't have time to wait on it. So, so let let's play like we got all day, and I can just keep putting sand in it and putting water in it. It's going to run. We would say once all the gaps are filled. That it's full, right? So what's the lesson? That, that God can get us more than we ever imagined? No. The lesson is about order. Because if you want to get what's most important deposited, you've got to put it in first. The fact is, this, this morning I could take a similar jar and I could fill it with a little uh, aquarium gravel, pour sand in it, water in it, fill it to the brim, and then all of a sudden go, oh, wait a minute, I wanted to put the big stuff in and I'll never be able to get it in. And the reason some of you never get first fruits right is because you've got all this other stuff. You've got bills and shoes and cars and pets and kids and electricity and Starbucks and I like to eat out five times a week and, and all that stuff. And then at the end you go, wait a minute. I forgot to give God his, and all of a sudden, there's no room. You don't have anything left. Be simply because you were out of order. And so I just want to challenge you this morning that what we got to do is we got to do it in the right order. We got to get the big stuff in, tithe number one, first is first. Then whatever else is next in importance, where you live, your bills, who you owe money, all that kind of stuff. Take care of that. Do it in the right order and watch and see if God doesn't take your money and wash and redeem the last 90% and see if it doesn't go further than you ever thought possible. So what we're going to do this morning is in your chair, there's this little piece of paper. You've seen it before. We did this last year. It's called God's Guarantee. It's simply a reminder that God's Word works. You may say, well, Steve, I already tithe. I already give first fruits. This is just as much for you. I'm going to fill one of these out today because I need to be reminded why I do what I do. So that it didn't, I just throw it in there because I've, from the time I was two years old, or I don't know when I got my first dollar allowance, whenever that was, uh, uh, I, I was given tithe. But if I'm not careful, I just do it and I don't ever even think about what I'm doing. I'm putting God to the test. So maybe you're here this morning and you've been faithfully giving first fruits. It's the first thing you write every month or every week. I still want you to fill one of these out as a reminder. But there are some of you here that need to get the order right. Some of you are paying your tithe, but you're paying it out of order. I just want you to sign this thing as a reminder that I'm going to do my best to get first first. But there are some of you in this room that have never really been faithful in your first fruits. And I want you to understand that what you're doing is you're making a commitment that when I try this, I'm going to try this for 90 days. 
This is how sure we are as a body. Because I could hand the microphone around the room and there would be people to testify of God's faithfulness that His Word always works when you do it in the right order. So if, if you're in here and you don't give, we're giving you nine, we're asking you for 90 days. Do it for 90 days. Do it in the right order. Do it the right way by putting it in an envelope so that we know it, writing your name on it, giving it online so we can track it for, for 90 days. Give 10%, the first fruits of your life. And if God doesn't bless you in the first 90 days, you mean I'm going to get a new Cadillac? That's not what I said. Maybe no money attached, but if he blesses you, blessing's not always money. But within the first 90 days, if you don't see God blessing you because you've been doing it in the right order, the way he said, you can come and ask us and we will give you a refund of everything you've given. Money back guarantee. You say, why? Because God's guarantee works. So I'm going to pray with you this morning. And I want you to remember, you've got to do the important stuff first. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that what would happen in our life in this moment is we would evaluate what is important. We recognize this morning that you have giving, given us very explicit instructions about how we are supposed to handle the resources that come into our life. We even sang about it this morning, that good comes flowing down. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. doesn't come from our boss, doesn't come from our job, doesn't come from the government. It comes directly from you. And when it comes into our life, you've given us instructions on how to handle it. We try you. I test you, God, that, that you are faithful to your word. And I pray that you would... I pray that you would challenge each and every one of us in how we handle those resources. And I pray that if we haven't been doing it in the right order, we would get it in the right order this morning. Even if we've been given faithfully the right amount, but we haven't been giving it in the right order, I pray that you would challenge us to get it in the right order. And Father, if there's one here that says, I haven't been given at all, I pray this morning that they would take this 90-day challenge and that they would recognize that at the end of 90 days you have blessed them abundantly simply because you honor your word and you're faithful to your word and you take care of your own. And I pray that you'd show yourself strong in our finances so that we can glorify and honor you and so that everything will be in order and it will work according to your plan and your provision in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Come on, Andrew. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.